Hello and welcome to Sunday Encore, where we get practical and respond to your questions about Sunday's message. Let's do it. Well, I am excited for today. We are back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down to recall the truths of Sunday's message and consider some practical applications to our everyday lives. I am one of your hosts, Spencer, and I have two friends with me today. We got Adam and we got Nick here today. Nick's in the house, sitting at the table. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's good. Welcome to the basement, the church basement room. Yes. You know. <laughs> AKA the stewed. AKA the, the stewed. Where the pod goes down. Is that what we call it? I've never heard that. The, the pod. The pod. It's what the kids are saying. It's what the kids are saying. Yeah. We good. are here and we are hyped to be here. We are in the middle, nearing the end of our Sola series. And for those of you who are just kind of recently jumping in, Adam, why don't you give us a little bit of a recap of where we are, how, sorry, where we have been to where we are now. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I am, I love this series. Oh, it's I, been awesome. I think it's been great being able to just kind of rediscover um, just biblical truth, simplifying it kind of in a world of just kind of wandering faith and, you know, this people are um, deconstructing faith and absolute totally. truth is kind of being eroded. It's nice to kind of have something to plant our feet on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a sola is that word, that Latin word alone, right? And so this is sort of the, we're building on these alone principles that the the Reformation, the leaders of the Reformation sort of refocus us around when the church had sort of drifted from center and adding other layers to how to find salvation instead of just in, by faith in Christ. It was adding layers for buying it in. And, uh, you know, so the, the reformers kind of ground us back. So we understand that we are by, by we're saved. Salvation is a doctrine of the, soteriology. Salvation is from, we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to scripture alone, for the glory of God alone. And so we've gone through all four of these now. This last Sunday, Nick talked about according to scripture alone, but yeah. grace is, you know that unmerited favor that we never will never accept grace until we acknowledge the human condition. It's the two sides of the coin, so we have to acknowledge the human condition that we're all sinners, that we're saved by grace. Uh, you know, on this unmerited favor from Christ, we receive that through faith. It's like receiving air through a snorkel. You know, we have to trust that it works, and it's that how we receive that grace in our life. Our faith is not in faith in self, but our faith is rooted in a person, in the work, and the the saving power of Christ alone. Mm. So we talked about who Christ was. And Scripture is how we get to see Christ and know Christ. You know, I think Christ speaks to us. He gives us personal revelations through the Holy Spirit. But most of what we're all going to learn, right, most of what we know about Christ is what we read about him in Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's the Word. The Word became alive and dwelt among us. And so uh, t- this last Sunday, we talked about how we can know the authority of Scripture in, as it relates to salvation. You know, right. we could talk about the authority of Scripture mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, there's so much to talk about. But in the context of what we talked about is in the context of salvation, how do we know it to be true? Right. Um, and so that's what we that's where we, we landed on. And next week we're going to finish it up by talking about where the all the glory is going to. Yeah. You know, and so I'm excited for that. But Nick, why don't you give us a recap? Because uh, let's pretend you know, someone's listening to the podcast, they didn't listen to your message. So just give them the kind of the anchoring verse that you built on and uh, and just gives them a little bit of the tease. So they're going to go back and listen to your message yeah, a little yeah. bit later. 
Yeah. All right. Well, which was great, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. It was great. I love sitting there and just watching you speak and listening to you speak and the teacher in you. It was great. Thank you. And it's a it's a, a big privilege for myself too to have that opportunity again. Yeah. So uh, my core verse was Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen to seventeen, uh, and it says, "All Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching." rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And so we talked about, first of all, the fact that it's God-breathed, uh, that despite the fact that there are uh, human writers for the different books of the Bible, some 40, uh, around 40 different authors from around uh, uh, a period of thousands of years, mm-hmm. from all sorts of different places, all sorts of different cultural contexts, um, they all align with the same message the same truth, and all of that truth points to Jesus. Yeah. And so it's very clear when you read the Bible that it's something God wanted us in 2023 to open, to mm-hmm. receive, and to apply to our lives. And you can see that in verse 17, which says, so that the servant of God, that's us in right. this day and age, right. may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we talked about uh, the kind of teaching that the Bible does for us. It teaches us who God is. It teaches us our story as the human race being created in God's image, mm-hmm. uh, falling short uh, through sin, needing a Savior, that Savior being provided in the perfect sacrifice, the one we call Jesus, the Son of God. Mm. Um, that grace being uh, opened to us and an opportunity to have a relationship with God, again, because of what Jesus did, uh, you know, His incarnation becoming a man, living uh, teaching us, showing us the way back to the Father, and then giving His life for us, uh, and then uh, it teaches us, you know, how to live once we have that relationship with God again. Right. So, how do we live once we accept? How do we spend the rest of our lives once we accept that gift of grace? Uh, and then, yeah, we recognize that the entire Bible, from you know the first page to the last page, equips us so that for the rest of our lives we can know God more and help others know God. More. I love that. And that's the cool thing. I love that and you thought you mentioned it this morning um, is that you know pre-Jesus all scripture points to Jesus, post-Jesus all scripture points back to Jesus. You know, like Jesus is the ultimate center. It's a really it's it's a whole story about Jesus and I think sometimes you can get lost in especially the Old Testament and forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that all of this is pointing towards Jesus. And uh, I love how you drew that out. I love that illustration, you know, you showed. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to go watch the video and, and see that illustration that connect all the dots from New Testament, to Old Testament, from verse to verse, and mm-hmm. uh, chapter to chapter, book to book. How it all weaves together as one common narrative about Jesus, and it was it was really really great. You said one thing though. You know, you talked about scriptures for it teaches us. But it also corrects us. It rebukes us. There's this, there's an element of, you know, of like ironing, sharpening iron, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the 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 you know burning away the chaff and and correcting us, softening all those edges. And I don't know, like our culture today, none of us like that idea of being rebuked or corrected. You know, we want to make sure. You. How dare you? How dare you <laughs> tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean, I don't think any cultures ever loved that, but this culture more than ever, no. I feel like, how dare you say no or you're wrong to anybody? But scripture, that's what scripture's telling us. It's like, no, this is what it's trying to do. It's trying to it it points its finger and says, No, that's wrong. And let's correct it. Let's and he, not just correct it, but he rebukes it. You know, it's like he's rebuking 
anything that's against God or anti-God in our lives, which is like, you know, that's a hard pill to swallow. But you, you use this analogy. I don't know if you remember the, the, the image you talked about, like the refining process. And I thought that was just a really cool image to grasp. So why don't you share that one again with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it comes from uh, Malachi chapter 3, verse 3, where it says, He, God, will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross, which is a fancy word for rubbish or impurities. It says, He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. And the idea here is helping us use the refining process for precious metals as imagery for the way that God rebukes and corrects us to make Mm -hmm. us more like Him. That's good. So they would uh, heat up the metal to really, really high temperatures, and what would happen is that dross, the rubbish, the impurities would rise to the surface, and they would be able to remove them uh, from the liquid precious metal And they would continue repeating that process until all the impurities were out. And the refiner would know that the precious metal was pure when they could see their own reflection. And so it's a beautiful image of Jesus working on us, rebuking and correcting us to the point where we begin to look like him. Legendary. Which is amazing. That's awesome. Right? And that's a whole process of sanctification. I think that's that fancy word of us being transformed and renewed by our mind day by day, moment by moment. I can only imagine that process is not just like a one and done. Like that's not like it happens the first time. You know, I can only imagine they they heat that thing up multiple times over the course of how long to get mm-hmm. the all the impure. Hey, it looks good. Let's try again. Let's heat that sucker up one more time. Yeah. Oh, there's some more. You know, or there's some more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's sort of the lifelong journey, ultimately, so that we can reflect Jesus. We, you know, there's that phrase that sometimes the only Jesus that people see is the Jesus they see in you. You know, or the Jesus they see in me. Mm-hmm. And are we reflecting? Jesus clearly, or are we giving a marred image of who Jesus is? Are we mm-hmm. giving a, 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 you know, a skewed perspective of that? And so mm-hmm. submitting ourselves to that process, which is, is humbling yourselves, right? It's mm-hmm. submitting yourself to the process of being made new and corrected and even rebuked um, for good work. And mm-hmm. I love how, Jane, how Peter, yeah. well, Paul is writing this letter, I think, to Timothy, right? How he's telling Timothy, you know, this is what you have to do, and it's not just for—it's not just to be equipped for equip's sake, but it's equipped for so that you can serve fully. That's you know? what I love about this progression. It, when that jumped out to me when you read that scripture, also because it's like it perfectly lines up in because we talked about faith. Mm-hmm. We talked about like faith isn't works, but you can't have faith without it, right? But you got to get the order mm-hmm. right. So it's like we have the grace, and then we have the saving faith. Yeah. In in Christ, right? Like yeah. faith is not faith alone, but in Christ, so that we can do the good works that scripture lays out for us how to live. Right. Like legendary. The works that actually point people back to Jesus. Right. Right? The works that actually help them see Jesus in us, right? And that's when Jesus says you'll know they'll know you're my disciples by the by the works or the love you have for one another. So our serving one another should reflect Jesus in order to point people to Jesus. Peter talks about that too. He's right, like, you know, honor God, like honor like honor the king. Serve other people, you know, and so that you silence the the evil talk of men, right? Like mm-hmm. totally. your works should be so pure and so godly that all the naysayers out there have nothing to say, mm-hmm. you know, that it actually points back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we're not look at me for what I did, but allow my works to show you Jesus. And uh, mm-hmm. but that and the grace gives us the grace to do that. God's grace gives us the grace to do that. And it's it's like we said. Every time we get on this podcast, is we're it's like one run run on sentence, and we're stepping on the toes of each one, but yeah. they all are connected, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, read that read that passage one more time. Do you want to read just because we 
and we'll, we'll wet the wet the appetite for people to go back and finish the message. Sorry, were you talking about the Malachi passage? No, the Timothy? second the Timothy, first, the very yeah. first one. That's the big. Yeah, that's so the anchor. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen. It says, "All Scripture is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness, uh, so that the servant of God could be equipped for every good work." That's it. So go back and read that. So here's my question for you. Let's make this personal. When we talked to this last week with Spencer, and we'll get to me sometime, but <laughs> when did you, as a young person, um, recognize the authority of Scripture for salvation? Like, when was the moment you did you just didn't hear the Scripture, but you applied it? This you applied the Scripture to your life in the sense that you believe the authority. Hey, this is God breathed authority, and I want it to challenge me, correct me, conf- and train me for righteousness and train me in righteousness. When was that moment? Do you remember that? Oh man, that's a good question. I, uh, I can think of two points. Um, one was right before I got baptized. Mm. So, um, I was about 13 and I was really struggling with just the concepts of guilt and shame. Um, I couldn't fathom that the God of the universe would come down and give himself and essentially lose in a way so that I could win so that I could have a way out, so that the situation I got myself into, you know, so I could be freed from that situation. And I struggled with that for a long time, just the question of why. Why would God do that for me? Mm -hmm. And I knew the answer was love, but I couldn't get there. You know, it was like I knew the book answer, but I didn't feel the heart in in that answer. Um, That's the best way I can describe it. But anyway, in the long story short, I actually discovered you know, the historical accounts of the Reformation. And uh, there was a kind of a cinematic with a little bit of creative license that I found when I was 13. And it was essentially uh, Martin Luther preaching. And he was talking about the fact that, you know, when you start to walk in the ways of Jesus, um, the devil will come along and tell you that you still deserve death in hell. And you can get locked in this like circle of just being in misery and feeling the guilt and the shame and not being able to move forward or do anything else for God. and uh, But he kind of had a response prepared. He said, when you feel those when those feelings, when you feel that way, respond by saying, you're right, I do deserve death and hell, but I know a person who came to give his life so I could be free from oh, that, yeah. and I get to be where he is when all this is over. Mm-hmm. And so I started to kind of just accept that uh, that truth over my own life and start to live it out. Um, the second... Uh, the second time in my life where I really felt that takeoff was actually in my first year of Bible college. I had this course called Interpreting the Bible, and uh, I had gotten a pretty decent understanding of the Bible, um, but this course just sent everything you know, into full gear. I wanted to open it all the time. I wanted to read it all the time. I wanted to apply it all the time, and I just got on fire for opening it, for knowing what's inside, and and for letting it ring, uh, ring true and 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 be evident in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. I mean, I think that's the, the best answer we can say when the enemy tells us that we're not good enough is say, we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. And that's yeah. what Paul says, right? He's like, I, I boast about my weakness. Yeah. You know, it's, we don't boast about our weakness just to find identity in our weakness. But it's like when we, when we boast about our weakness, then we allow the power of God to make, be made complete in us, right? It's, it's going back to the idea of recognizing we, that the human condition, recognizing that we are a sinner in need of saving. And until you have that moment of awareness where it's personal, where it's a personal revelation, not somebody convincing you or yelling at you or you know preaching from a soapbox, mm. but you actually have that, you internalize it, and you're like, yeah, I, I know I'm wrong. 
I know I need help. I know. I know my deepest, darkest thoughts. I know the things I don't want you to know about me, mm-hmm. you know? Jesus does, though, and there's nothing he, there's nothing that surprises him. You know, he loves us at our best, and he loves us at our worst, and nothing will ever change that, you know? We just have to accept that, and that's, that's the beautiful reality. Mm-hmm. And um, So scripture, so what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do about that? What, how do we apply that to our life? What's the goal? Yeah, the, the first thing, it's going to be four things, uh, four things I shared this morning. The first one is read it, um, which sounds like we should know it already, and I think we <laughs> do, um, but we run into times where, like I said, you know, the, the Bible can just become like a decoration. Like you go into a Christian home and you expect to see the Bible, um, but opening it is something different entirely. It, it's taking it off the bedside and, and, you know, opening it and actually in taking it mm-hmm. shots fired <laughs> i know what's I, the one you do every january you you try the shred the shred <laughs> read the whole bible in a month in 30 days oh wow that's for awesome. that's for real spiritual y'all people. are joining yeah, me next year like spencer that. yeah that's next level that's next level but daily we you know read it daily yeah, i think course, that's absolutely. the key right yeah. like like even if it's just a verse a day just mm-hmm. read it daily get something yeah you know uh and then the second one is uh is just study it go deeper find things that help you get a better understanding of what's going on beyond just going from words to words. And, you know, that can be like a, a part of a devotion from something like version. It can be a book beside you that you open and you go along through like a commentary as you're reading the Bible. Uh, it can be all sorts of things. You could even listen to sermons and help the sermons uh, take, uh, use the sermon, use the time that that uh, pastor studied and prepared to help walk you through the scripture Mm -hmm. you know just find ways to help you unlock some of the things that you can't get just by reading the words um and then the third is apply scripture just real quick yeah before you do that i think to get to the apply one three questions i've always asked myself is what's what's the scripture saying you know Mm -hmm. like what's it's actually saying try to get to understand like the context of then and there who he's speaking to the context try to just study that like who's saying this who is he saying it to why is he saying it right Yeah. yeah Um, what is this saying to us today? You know, like, because we're not, the, the message is the same, but the application might look different. Mm-hmm. You know, what's this saying to us today? And then the third question is, how can I apply this to my life? Yeah. Right? Like, personalize it. And I think when you're studying it, you need to have something, you need to try to allow, again, how are you allowing the scripture to transform you? How are you allowing the scripture to correct, rebuke, train, mm-hmm. right? And Absolutely. set you on the right path. So there has to be a sense of, like, I got I to gotta apply this to my life. I got to put my life through this filter and only allow the, the good stuff to remain mm-hmm. in me. And so that's kind of the studying, which leads to the application part you're talking about. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, when we apply Scripture, it basically just means do what it says. You know, in the, the book of James, he tells us, don't just be hearers of the Word, but be doers of the Word. So when we find wisdom, we should walk in that. When we find instruction, we should walk in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and whether that's in our own lives, in our own practice, or the way we conduct ourselves around other people, or uh, you know, even our spiritual disciplines and our relationship with God, it's time to not just read it and know what it says, but to actually live it out and do what it says. And I didn't get the opportunity, you know, to share it this morning. I kind of cut it out, but um, I heard this analogy from Francis Chan one time where he talked about like doing that, uh, knowing the word but not doing it is kind of like if uh, you know, Adam, if you went to one of your sons and you said, you know, I want you to clean your room, and your son came back to you today. I've never heard that before. That's a, this is a daily conversation. <laughs> it's a tough, you know, that's, there's a discipline right there. 
But if you're imagine have you, been, you're, have you been peeping spying on <laughs> yeah, us? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but imagine if your son came back to you ten minutes later and said, you know, like I listened to what you said, and guess what? I can repeat it back to you. You want me to clean my room? <laughs> you know, would that be an accomplishment in your eyes, or would you just be like, okay, now go do it? Right, right. right. Um, and then he might disappear again for another 15 minutes. I'm firing a lot of shots here, I'm realizing. I love it. Anyway, yeah, get it. Go for it. Get but imagine it. then he comes back another 15 minutes later and says, oh, this time I actually got a group of, you know, 10 or 12 of my friends together. <laughs> and we talked about what would it look like if I clean my room? And it's like, okay, but the room still needs to be cleaned. You know, and, and this analogy, what it's showing us is at the end of the day, Knowing it is great, but knowing it doesn't accomplish anything if you don't do That's anything. That's so good. With that is it. awesome. I feel like you need to teach this to my kids. Yeah, totally. <laughs> with that example, with that ex- explicitly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Go back to what I really meant. I want you to clean. Go back to the original word. Clean. Yeah, clean. This is what what yeah. is that in the Greek? Yeah, exactly. What is that the, without socks on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And, and then the final, uh, you know, point that I made this morning was just share it. Right. You know, know mm. it enough that, okay, you know it, you've gotten into it, you've studied it, you've applied it to your life. Okay, well, now it's visible. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're following God's instructions, you're living out the life he's calling you to live, and eventually somebody's going to say something. Right. And that might be what's different about you, that might be, you know, why do you care so much about me? That might be, you know, all sorts of things. Why do you work so hard when the rest of us don't? I know a lot of people in job situations where just the motivation from scripture is enough to make them want to work hard all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of those things are opportunities and they're avenues to share the reason for the hope that you have. I shared that verse. It's uh it's in first Peter three, verse fifteen. Always be prepared to share a reason for the hope yeah. that you have. And that reason comes directly from scripture. That's so good. That's that awesome. Fun. Dude, man. We I mean there's so much in that there. That is legendary. It's a great message. And I would encourage you if you're listening to this podcast and you have not listened to that message. Go. He did go a little long this morning. You know? yeah. we, had, we try to do 25 to 30. I go over all the time, but it's worth every penny. Yeah. You know, it's worth the price of admission for sure. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But there's so much in there. And again, we talk about this on the podcast. We say, you know, 52 weeks out of the year, I get up there or we get up there at a stage. And our whole goal is for you as a listener to read your Bible, pray every day, to engage in a personal relationship with a personal God and allow the scriptures to transform you from the inside out. You don't need to just go Sunday to Sunday. You can go Sunday to Monday, Monday morning to Monday afternoon. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can engage in it day by day, moment by moment, step by step. And that's really what it means to be walking with Jesus, right? And a journey with Jesus. And that's the joy we have. And so we are, salvation is found through grace alone, in grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to scripture alone. Yeah. And next week we're going to tackle for the glory of God alone yeah amazing amazing well thanks so much for joining us today for sunday encore we pray that this sparks jesus-centered conversations in your home or your small group as we continue to grow in an overflowing relationship with jesus